Welcome back to the Go In The Match podcast. Today I'm joined by former Liverpool, Bolton, Blackpool and current champion midfielder Jay Spearing. Jay is not only a massive red, but lived mine and every young lad's dream of playing for the Boyle Club. Jay, thanks for giving me time today, mate. Thanks for coming on the podcast. No worries, mate. Thank you for having me. Okay, so I want you to uh, take us back to your childhood, uh, growing up in Liverpool, being a red. How did your uh, love for Liverpool come about? Um, it'd be through my dad. He was obviously a, a massive Liverpool fan. Um, as a young lad, he'd buy me obviously Liverpool kits to, to be wearing all the time. Uh, like every dad does, it's a proud it's a proud <laughs> moment for you to buy your little lad his first kit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's how it came around. Obviously, you become a Liverpool fan and then just playing for a local side, mate, was very, very fortunate enough to to have that call, uh, that moment of someone watching and saying, do you fancy coming to have a little trial at Liverpool Academy. So, Dad, obviously, being a massive red, was like, yep, yeah, easy decision, we'll take you over, and the rest is history. So, did you go to Anfield as a kid, then? Not very often, mate, no. We did a couple of times. Uh, I went to I went to a couple of soccer schools, won a few tickets to go to games and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, I massive, managed to go a couple of games and a couple of, a couple of occasions. Um, but not very often, though. It was, a, it was more so just obviously for that, mate. Do you have any memories of like being a fan and going to like when you were young and you know I think everyone has that like going up the stairs for the first time and seeing the pitch? You know what, mate? I think it was a very, it was a really, really good moment. Um, like you say, you, my dad had obviously been to the games as, as a kid with his dad and so on. So for him to take me to a game was something special. Um, he'd always talked about it. We'd obviously gone over here to have a little walk around, got a scarf and all that, and then. Seeing the stadium as a young lad, it was like thinking, "Wow, this is just absolutely massive." Um, you see the red, you see the fans all around, you see the atmosphere, feel the atmosphere, you feel everything about it, mate. So yeah, it was just a really exciting time. And walking up them steps to see the pitch, you sit there before warm up, and then you watch the players come out. So yeah, it was just a really good time, and I think it's safe for everybody. Um, anyone that does it, I've managed to take my nephew a couple of times, and just seeing his face when he smiles and walks up them stairs, it's. It is a real special touch and a, a really, really good moment. Yeah. So, obviously, growing up being a Reds, came through the Youth Academy of Liverpool. How did you get your opportunity to train with the club and how did that come about? So, I was just playing for the local side, um, a, a team on the Wirral called Greenleaves. Um, yeah. It was just a load of friends. My dad's friends had set up a little team of all the lads with Craig Linfield as well. Um, and we were just playing one weekend. A fella came over and said, listen, me, me son plays for... Liverpool under 12s, they're looking for under 7s and I've mentioned George A, I've mentioned obviously Craig Linfield, this is to my dad and he said yeah no problem, we'll take them over, we'll give it a go, we've got nothing to lose um, and we went over, signed the paperwork for a six week trial and luckily for, for me and Craig we, we signed obviously then paperwork to, to become a Liverpool player four weeks later. <laughs> That's mental isn't it? So, it is, mate. It was, it was mad. It was, as you say, at that age of seven, you 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 kind of have a little idea of what you do. And your dad's like, "Listen, Jay, you play for Liverpool now." And you're <laughs> like, "Oh, happy days, brilliant!" But like, obviously, it doesn't really settle, like sink in properly. You're still with your mate. You're still a young little boy that uh, just loves playing footy. Um, the only tough decision out of it all was I had to finish the season. Then a, a seven-year-old, obviously, playing with my mates, and then I wasn't allowed to play with them again. So. Mm. That was a that was a tough time as a young little lad, and being on like dad trying to explain to me that I couldn't play with mates. But the long run, and obviously what my career turned out to be, it was a decision that I look back on. It was one that I'm obviously happy to take, happy to take now with everything that that's gone on for our future. 
Yeah, definitely. So you were actually captain of the under-18 team that won the FA Youth Cup in 2007. Did you thrive off being captain of the team? Because, you know, as, as we go on to discuss later on regarding the clubs you played for, yeah. did, did putting the, like, the captain's armband on give you that extra bit of confidence on the pitch? Because I can imagine some players probably thrive off being captain, but some probably with the added pressure don't play as well. I was always taught as a kid, as a young lad coming through, as a, um, a dad, he was always one that, like, be an organiser, help people out. Yeah, uh, be a leader on the pitch and it was just something that I took on because when I used to go watch him he was a very similar person mm. you could always hear him talking you could always hear him demanding you could hear, like obviously giving his all and it's just something that I picked up from him he wanted me to put it onto the field of play and uh, from an under eights I think from the under eights I think if I, if I ask Steve Highway now um, I think I was given the captain's armband as a kid right the way through and I think I managed that age group the whole of my academy career Um and it was just a role that I took on and one that I loved. Um, and like you say, going on to going on to being around the reserves, I was captain of the reserves, you know what I mean? And I just managed to, everywhere I've been, I've been lucky enough to, for the managers and for the clubs to see me as a leader um, and see me as someone that they'd like to get the captain's armband to. And I've been very lucky to, to be club captain at some fantastic clubs with fantastic history. So, yeah, it's just a role that I, I seem to take on and just seem to one that I seem to relish. Mm. So you go on to make your senior debut for the Reds, December 2008. How did that feel knowing you'd, you know, you've achieved like, your boy or dream playing for your club? And how did that feel compared to you know being on the pitch and representing the club to being in the stand and watching your heroes? How did those two feelings compare? Um, bit surreal to be fair, mate. If I'm honest, as you say, I joined at the age of seven, and that goal from the moment that I signed that paperwork was to play for Liverpool Football Club um, professionally. And I was a very lucky, very lucky boy to to go on and, and to do that not just once but 55 times in in all sorts of competitions: the Champions League, the Premier League, the FA Cup, the Carlin Cup, mm. um, and so on. Do you know what I mean? So I was a very lucky boy to do it, and that feeling of that moment of when Rafa called me and said, listen, you're going on. I don't think I'll ever forget the feeling of just sheer excitement. Um, it wasn't nerves. It was just sheer excitement because this was the moment that I'd worked for all my life. Yeah. Um, so it was just a moment that I'd loved. I, I knew that my mum, my mum, my dad, my sister, my family were all in the crowd. They were there to support me. I knew the fans were going to support me because I was a local lad coming through. Um, so yeah, it was just more excitement and just that, uh, that ambition to go on and try and strive and do well. You touched on there being a local lad. You know, obviously every Liverpool fan wants the local lads to get given their chance, but not only get given the chance, but that player to take it and do well, like you did. You know, when you were playing, did you ever feel that that extra added pressure of being a local lad, or is that something that give you, you know, a bit more, a bit more confidence and motivation on the pitch? Pressure comes with playing for Liverpool Football Club, mate. Um, whether you're a local lad or a foreigner, or whatever, it's the, the, the history of the club, the stature of the club. You're going to have some sort of pressure. There's going to be standards because that's what we are. We we play the Liverpool way. We 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 were born up. We were brought up on that. Um, but I didn't feel the pressure because I felt that the fans always, like you say, wanted to see local boys do well. They wanted the they had the, the scouts in the team, as you'd say. Um, so they supported us fantastically well. And my time at Liverpool was brilliant. I had a lot of backing with with the fans. A lot of backing from the club. Loved it. Not just me, but the time coming through as well. I was lucky enough to come through with Martin Kelly, Stephen mm. Darby, and uh, Martin, um, John Flanagan, even Jack Robertson as well. So, you know what I mean? We all came through and 
we were in the, we were around that first team environment with Stevie G and Carter. So there's a lot of scouts and local lads in the team. So it was a fantastic time. So you, you're touching on there, you know, Gerard and Carragher. We all, we all know what they're like on the pitch as professionals. And like you say, how they probably helped you boys coming through. You know, what, what were they like off, off the pitch and the way that they lead their lives, you know, the leadership skills and who they are, were they like a, a massive role model for yourself? Mate, they were incredible. That's the only way to explain the pair of them. Um, they took all those boys under their wing. They wanted us to do well because they'd, they'd been in the exact same footsteps as we did coming through the academy, mm-hmm. stepping into the first team environment. So the, from the first day, they took us under their wing. They, they, they calmed us down. They said, listen, come on, this is your chance. Go and enjoy it and take it. Yeah. Um, and just have some fun and just realise, listen, you're playing for Liverpool. This is what you've worked hard for. So have, have a good time. And that was what it was about. It was even off the field, they were fantastic. They, to take us all for meals, we'd do like days out, we'd do play golf, you know what I mean? So it was just a real fantastic, unbelievable experience. When you played for, you know, Blackpool and, and Bolton and you had your time at Blackburn as well, you know, when, when you were showing your leadership skills at those teams, would you probably say that you look back on how Gerard treated you and take a lot of his traits and put that in your own your own style? Yeah, of course, mate, because, listen, there was no one better for me to learn from than Stevie G in the world at the yeah. time, I don't believe. Um, at the time I came through, I had Stevie G, Xavi Alonso, Mascarano and Lucas all around me, so there was no better place for me to learn, learn <laughs> from. Um, they were unbelievable players on and off the field, happy to help, happy to give guidance, happy to talk to me, uh, you know what I mean? So it was just, a, a, it was unbelievable for me to, to be around them players. Mm. Um, but yeah, like you say, going to different clubs and moving on in my career, taking little things of how they spoke to the, the young lads coming through, how they led the teams, how they wanted things, how they demanded things the right way. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course, I've took a lot of things from that from him because he was, again, like I said before, he was, he was the best about him the way he led Liverpool Football Club for as long as he did and the things he did for the club were just phenomenal. So, yeah, it was it was easy for me to learn. So you won the League Cup in 2012 with the club as well. What was, what was that feeling like knowing you'd contributed to the history of Liverpool? Again, mate, um, if, I'd have, if I'd have played one game and then that was it, no one could have ever took that away from me. Um, but to be lucky enough to, to go on and play 55 times... Um, get to two, two finals with the club. Obviously, we were lucky to lose the, the FA Cup final with the goal that we believe was a goal from Andy Carroll. But yeah. um, the, the Carlin Cup final to win some silverware and be part of Liverpool's history of whatever cup it is, we, we want to win, win silverware and to be part of that. And the special occasion that we had for it and before leading up to it, the, the FA Cup semi-final against Everton, just everything about it. Listen, I, I, I wanted to play in them, them big occasions and Kenny... Sorry, sir, can he give me them opportunities to, to go and to live that dream? So mm-hmm. um, it was, again, it's, it's, I know I repeat myself, mate, but it was an unbelievable experience and it's an unbelievable time that, I, that I'll never forget and nobody can take away from me. Yeah, I can, I can imagine, mate. <laughs> um, you touched on Daglish there. So over your time at Liverpool, you played for four different managers um, Benitez, Hodgson, Daglish, and Rogers. You also had spells at Leicester and Bolton on loan, too. Obviously, it was, it was quite difficult times for the club, you know, drawing around then. But, you know, did you try your best to pick up different things from these different managers that, when they came along? And who do you feel got the best out of you? Uh, yeah, obviously, listen, some incredible managers. Rafa was a fantastic manager. I'd always be grateful to him because he gave me my opportunity to go into the first team and make my debuts. And 
he was fantastic with me. He was a great man manager. Uh, spoke to me quite a lot. He actually converted me from a centre back into a centre midfielder. So <laughs> he took a lot of time to help me learn the game and learn the role um, to be where I am today. Uh, Roy Hodgson, again, like you said before, which you touched on, it was a difficult time for the club. We were in a bit of a transition of like the stuff that was going off the field as well didn't help. Um, so Hodgson, he was fantastic with me and a lot of the boys, but he was under a lot of pressure because of the club that he was at and the, thing, the way the things were. Yeah. Uh, and then the king came in, and for me as a as a local lad, he was my dad's hero. Stevie G was my hero. Um, so I was lucky enough to have Stevie G as my captain and the Sir Kenny as my manager. So it couldn't have been a better time. Both mm-hmm. of them people believed in me and gave me the opportunity to go and play and get to them finals that you mentioned before. So again, mate, that they I think overall I'd have to say obviously Kenny got the best out of me with Steve Clark and and, and at that period. Yeah. Um I had most of my game time under them. And when you have someone like Sir Kenny that believes in you the way that he do and still speak to him now, it's it's just an absolute honour to, to be able to speak to people like that. And even now still speak to Stevie Carras and all them still, you know what I mean? It's it's a yeah. special thing, a special bond that we've have obviously grown. So obviously you Tramia now just signed for them yeah. recently. What what yeah. are you most excited about going forward of Tramia Rovers? Do you know what, mate? It's a fantastic club. Um, it's my local team. Obviously, I'm a massive Liverpool fan. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But my local team came knocking on the door. Uh, they were very persistent in 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 their, in their way of bringing me into the club. It was a new project. It was a new challenge. One that I felt that I, I wanted a new challenge to go and attack. So mm-hmm. um, it was a, a no-brainer with it being obviously so close to family as well. And yeah, um, our, our ambitions this season, like like. It's like the club's stature, we want to be want to be big. We want to we want to play some good stuff. We want to be around the promotion. Um, they were like in everyone's opinion. I think everyone would agree that they were wrongly relegated from League One last season with everything that went on um, and the form that they were in at the time when they got relegated was it was tough to take. So we've got a bit of a kick in our step. We want to we want to prove to people that we should be back in League One, but we know it's going to be difficult. But we have the ambition of being promoted this year and. That's what we're aiming for. I wouldn't have come to the club if it was anything else. Fantastic. So, finally, the, the podcast is centred around going the match. So, of every podcast we do, and I want to end by asking what are your top three favourite matches you've been to, or in your case, you've played in? Not um, no order. Oh, God, that's a tough one. Um... <laughs> I've had some, obviously, mem- very, very memorable moments. Um I've been lucky enough to have them. For me, I think... Oh, God. I'll always... Like, no one, again, at Real Madrid debut at Anfield. Um, oh, definitely. That, for me, couldn't you couldn't write that if you tried um, to play against, obviously, the statue of Real Madrid, club at home, to be to be free and up and come on to pitch for Stevie G, your hero, and play with the players that I played with, the Torres, the Mascaranos, Alonso's, all them. Yeah, um, and to win the game four nil, have the cops in your name. Obviously, that will be a a memory that will obviously go up, be up there with the greatest times for me. Um, winning that semi final at Wembley against Everton two one. Um, Gotta be. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that would. I think that's oh, clearly up there, mate, because of being a derby. Be, obviously, the, the importance of it leading into a final. The ninety thousand fans at Wembley, obviously, the home of English football. Um, that obviously that's another one that sticks out for me. And ooh, what else would I do? Oh God! 
<laughs> what about the F- you know what? Do you know, do you, do you know what makes you think as a as as a fan um, going to Madrid? Um, yeah. Very lucky enough to to fly to Madrid and go to the game, and as a fan, I think for me to experience that there, and as with all my mates, friends, obviously agents and, and stuff, so it was just an unbelievable trip all around. So yeah, I'd say that was up there as well as a recent one as a fan. So a bit of different there, a bit of a obviously yeah. young lad coming through a game and then actually being a fan and like in the stand as well. Yeah, sharing those moments, I guess, like I was in Madrid with all my mates, sharing those moments, like you just don't forget them, dear. Like like you say, that different perspective of playing to being being a fan. Um, you know, it, it's incredible. So just before it is, mate. Yeah, no, it's great. Just before I let you go, mate, I know you're a patron of um Stephen Darby's foundation as well, and they're doing yes. like, fantastic work there regarding uh, motor neuron disease. So yep. if any listeners would like to make a donation, their website is darbyrimmermnd.co.uk and you can read up about all the amazing work they're doing there. And if you're kind enough to make a donation, that'd be absolutely fantastic. Thank you, mate. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's a very, as everybody will know, it's a very uh, special cause, close to my heart. Yeah. Uh, he's one of my best mates. I was We played golf with him on Wednesday and he's in really good, really good health. He's in good condition. Um, he's... Like you say, he's an absolute warrior. He's a hero of mine. And yeah, anyone who could raise the awareness or pledge any any donation, any small or large, is it, it's a fantastic thing to do and a fantastic foundation to support. So yeah, thank you for anybody that will. Fantastic. It's good that, he, that you know he's doing really well, mate. It's good to hear. Yeah, good. Yeah, you know, mate, he's a, he's in really good spirits. Um, he's a fighter. He's a fantastic person. He's an absolute honour to to be a friend of um, and yeah no he's, he's a hero of mine so he's in really good condition he's, he's, he's fighting this and we're all fighting it with him so fingers crossed we, we'll, we'll keep going and we'll keep raising as much awareness as possible Fantastic So just before you go me, just a massive thank you for giving up your time and coming on I really appreciate it No worries mate anytime thank you for having me Thank you If you haven't already please subscribe follow and share and of course leave a five star rating